Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Twist and Shout, the Ali Ash and Jeanette podcast. And today's episode, it's, a, it's an exciting one because yeah. we're talking about compromise. Compromise. We compromise, don't we? Right now we did. <laughs> you did the intro. I was patiently waiting. And, uh, and then all I really said was compromise. So there you go. And we've got two of our closest friends ever joining us in today's episode, Gemma and Gorka. Now they definitely compromised because they've just had a little Mia. I know. And it was such a lovely chat. I really missed them. And I'm gutted that we live so far away from each other. But it's nice to talk to each other, isn't it? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this episode. We wanted to talk to you guys a lot because... Obviously, you're both such busy individuals. You're both really passionate about fitness. And Goka, we love you as a, as a co-worker on the show and being um, one of Ali Ash's partners in the past as well. You both have danced together as well uh, through Strictly. But I think what we want to talk the most about today is the importance of compromise in a relationship. How when you've got a busy schedule, now you've got little baby Mia, got a wedding to plan soon as well you've got loads going on compromise for Ali Ash and I is one of the most important things in a relationship so I guess the first question for us is uh what is the biggest compromise that both of you felt you've been making as a couple to make it work I think because of the industry we're in we're not kind of normal nine to five workers obviously you take work when it comes around for, for both of us you guys know with touring it's difficult so the biggest compromise for me was accepting Gorka's job does and will take him on the road. It will take him away. And it just so happened when Mia was three days old, that was his tour. And I was like, well, I would never want to stop him working, especially if that work is a passion of his, which is dancing. And, it, you know, it's something he loves to do. But at the same time, I was like, hang on a minute, you're we've been through this journey. I've had this beautiful baby via, it was quite a traumatic birth. And now you're off on the road and I'm seeing videos and he's having fun with you guys, which is totally what I wanted him to do. But when you're at home with the baby and your hormones are everywhere and you're on your own, I was thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? He was calling me and my mom in the evening saying, I don't want to be on tour. I want to be at home because I'm not bonding with my baby. So we both wanted to be in each other's situation. But because we didn't communicate it at the start, that's mm-hmm. where we got each other's feelings mixed up mm-hmm. because I didn't want to tell him how I was feeling because I didn't want to stop him working. He didn't want to tell me how he was feeling because he, he didn't want to appear to be like, I'm putting everything on you and it's not fair. So we just kind of 
went like that for a little bit. And it was only when we sat and spoke about it that we were like, oh, so we, we both felt that way. Why don't we just tell each other in the, in the first place? Yeah, and Goka, you were on the road with Alias. I remember Butchko. We were together on tour exactly at that time. And I remember we were in rehearsals. And obviously we knew when the, we all knew when the Jew is and we all knew when the, when the beautiful little thing is going to be born. And we were well aware of it that it's going to be right bang in the middle of the, the tour. You know, it can be earlier, it can be later, but it's always going to be, it's not going to be like three months early or four months late. So yeah. we knew, <laughs> we knew it's going to happen. Like Jemas in Alias knows that it was like kind of like a mixed emotions feeling because Obviously, I was doing what I love to do with my two best friends, traveling, doing what, like entertaining people, having fun. Because it's like obviously the the first period was difficult because we were like I was doing the other two and then coming in and out, so it's kind of like messy in my head. But once we start going the road, it was so much fun. Like do the show every day and enjoy it. But at the same time, in my head, I remember be talking with them and me thinking. I want to do this, but at the same time, I don't want to do it because I don't feel it's the right thing to do. Gemma's at home pregnant and I don't feel good. For example, if we wanted to go for a drink after the show, thinking, oh, if I go for a drink, I won't like it to go because I don't feel comfortable. I feel like I'm disrespecting her being at home pregnant or almost having a baby and I'm just having a drink after the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it, it, was, <laughs> it was that emotional feeling of like, like, I want to enjoy this experience, but at the same time, I don't want to think like I don't care about what I have at home so it was just very weird sometimes yeah and do you guys feel that now that you like Jamas you've said you've spoken about it you've talked about your feelings has there been like something that you both decide okay going forward this is how we're gonna handle it as a couple yeah we've, we've just always said communication is key and there's that mm. whole thing of don't go to bed on an argument and there's sometimes with with Gorka I don't know if it's the Spanish thing, but you guys will know from working with him. If he's in a mood, you can tell. And I, I'm now, rather than me say now, what is wrong with you? What, what's that face for? He just tells me now. And I, I just have to give him a look. And it, it's good because I think just communicating with everything, mm. you know, it, it's the key to getting through stuff. And the only compromise we've had to make, really, since Mia, genuinely, is we don't train together anymore. We have to... You know, oh, that was going to be my next question. That's the only thing that's changed, really. Is mm. Gorka does it when I'm with Mia, and then we swap. Or if the day she's <laughs> at nursery, we, we kind of say, we, we always say, when she's at nursery, let's spend the day together. We'll watch a film or we'll go shopping before I go to work. And we end up in, in separate rooms because we're like, <laughs> go, go away for a bit. I want to just chill. Yeah, because fitness is such a big part of both of your lives. And uh, Aliash and I, I mean, we have very different fitness regimes, don't we? Yeah, we have completely different face gym regimes. I have none and you have some. I have something. Uh, he has nothing. But, you know, I do feel like that. That's so, that's so interesting, though, because obviously love for working out and was probably one of the, the things that brought you closer on the beginning anyway because uh, you both love working out you both are so active you both look after each other incredibly well it's amazing how active the two of you manage to be with everything else you have going on in in your lives is admiring so like for 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 that which was sort of like a little glue at, at the beginning probably and now and now sort of the the way life goes then you know you you can't do it together anymore and that is a compromise yeah do you kind of look at each other and go, okay, bye? Yeah. <laughs> sad because this, this is nothing against women. Obviously, I support all women and I love it when women train. But my female friends don't train. They've got no interest in it. They'd much rather mm. just 
you know, go and have a, a, a swill somewhere. And so there's no kind of female community for me, whereas Gorka will go on a Zoom in the gym. He's got a group. How many lads are on that group? What, about ten. ten lads on a group WhatsApp. They all train together and keep each other going. So he's in the gym having full-on conversations with the lads, like, wait, let's do this. And then when I go and train, I'm just kind of like on my own with my headphones on. <laughs> Gemma, you just got to call me next time because I need a gym buddy because Alias doesn't go to the gym with me. <laughs> well, even in the beginning, we used to like <clears throat> train together, but it wasn't the thing of like we are training together because don't, we don't really, really train together. It's more about being trained on the same space, doing the same yeah. mm. you know, like, same room. We used to go, like if we go on holidays when like before Mia, we went on holidays. So you go to train, yeah, let's go. But she's doing her thing, I'm doing my thing. But I know if I'm on the treadmill and I look back, I can see her peachy bum in the back, so I say, oh, she's there. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I'm like, she's just sporting, and now we go around and pump in the bum. Like, oh, hello. So I like it's that. It's the little things in life. But yeah, <laughs> but then leave me alone, I'm doing my own training. Yeah. And Coca, you, you touched on it there for a second, but holidays. Oh, where is this going? No, I know. Oh, I know. Where is I touched, this going? touched it. Get it? <laughs> uh, no, but it's we, because Ali Ash and I find that we, we do compromise a lot because I'm from Miami. He's from Slovenia. So we've decided to make London home just to kind of, when we do want to go see our families, we have to kind of go away to see our families. And when it comes to holidays, we kind of do the Christmases one year, my family one year, his family, you know, and that for us has become a big compromise because we really are both so close to our families. And I know the two of you are as well. So how do you guys work out your family holidays? Well, we've always been, I mean, luckily for Gorka, I love the sun. So I, any opportunity to go to Spain, I'm, I'm all mm. for it. And we have actually said, we, we want to start saving to get a place in Spain. So we have a base there. So for if Gorka has a couple Boys of weeks off, holidays. yeah, lads holiday, girls, holidays. girls holidays, <laughs> because I think it's important as well for Mia, because that's half of, half of her life is in Spain. Yeah. And I wanted to know kind of the culture over there yeah. and, and what you guys, I wanted to have a, a connection with it. And I think also like, for example, because I'm on tour or when Gemma has holidays, sometimes it's when we are touring because we're touring in the summer normally. So it's a place that she can go with me. They have like one week, two weeks free. It's, it's not far. And for my parents, it's very easy to access there also. And it's his parents because my parents, they don't speak English. So I think mm -hmm. have a place in Spain, it will help me to like get to know the culture, the language and have more relationship with my parents. Because that's what happened with me when I was little. My mom is from Portugal. So every summer I used to go for two months to Portugal. And that's how I spent all the time with my family in Portugal, learn to speak Portuguese and everything. So I want for her to have the same idea, same thing. Yeah. What would you guys do when, when you guys, if you guys have children, obviously they're going to be half Slovenian, half Miami, yeah. but they're going to be based in the UK. So you're going to have to make it important so your child knows their yeah. heritage as well. We've, yeah. we've talked about it actually quite a, quite a bit. And for us, it's, for us, it's, I feel like it's even, it's even tougher in a way because none of our families live here. And obviously when, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but when you, when you, when you do have, especially a first one, you, you would love and need some help really yeah. at the beginning, especially. And uh, so, it for us is really more of a conversation um which mom is going to live with us for a year <laughs> <laughs> so so that's going to be our compromise yeah. but but you're right i mean once once is there yeah i would i would hate that our 
child wouldn't know, you know, my half of the family or the or the culture or or your half of the family or the culture solely from where we live. I feel like it's almost unfair, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I think um, <clears throat> Jama, it's a, as a woman, you know how. I mean, I can imagine. I haven't had any children yet, but. As a woman, I feel like you really need the support of your family when you have a baby. Not even as a woman, I think as a man too. You like, you like yeah. Example, I remember when in, we, I feel very grateful that Gemma's mom lives very close, or even the sister and everything. Sometimes you get the like the silly comments of like social media, obviously. The people like, oh, what is Mia? What is your children? What are you doing with Mia? He's never with you. Or you're doing this all the time. What is she? Well, I always think she's with us mostly of the time. But we still have to work and provide for our children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to yeah. leave. Oh, because I have now my little girl. I don't do anything. Just to stay 24-7. So we are yeah. very grateful that the mom is like step by and she can jump in for when we have to, like a job or anything like that to do. And that's especially yeah. for us, which is our industry. That is something that is so related into our, our bodies and using us to do it. So I think it's yeah. very important to have that support. But it's like when you were saying about which mum lives with you, I'm, I'm sorry to say it, Ali Ash, but from, from a mum's point of view, when you have a baby, you still want your mum. The only person I wanted was my mum because I was like, I've not done this before. Who has? Yeah. My mum. So exactly, yeah. So that's, that. I mean, Gorka's mum. She had she to book. do the compromise of let my mum have Mia for a day when we went to Spain. That was yeah. a compromise. That was, that was tough. She was that like, was are you sure your mum is going to be fine with Mia? And I'm like, Gemma, it's my mum. It's not someone like, else. What, she, like, what if she wants me? What if she needs me? He was like, because she was only she was five months old when we first took her to Spain. And Gorka's mum had asked him, can her and his, his dad have Mia on their own for the day? They've not met her. They want her for the full day. She was like, yes, no overnight, just the day. And I said, Because <laughs> <laughs> all that's going through my head is, I said, what if they, what if they lose her? What if they leave her in a country? What if they lose her in a foreign country? And he was like, they've got like two children. They know, yeah. they know what to do. My dad decided to take her for swimming on day one. Do you know what I mean? Let's go, Mia. <laughs> Let's put in the beach for swimming. <laughs> I mean, surely they love their granddaughter. Surely they will yeah. look after her. <laughs> but, but it's a, it's yeah. a kind of it's a it's a worry when she's with me or my mum or my sister. I'm fine, but with, with anyone else. <laughs> but I think as as like that's what I was saying. It's there's a lot of things that I need to take into consideration. Being away from my family and also being away from Aliasha's family when we do decide to have children. Um, I know that my mom is literally. She's like, I will give up anything and come and live with you for six months. But even I'm like, Mom, I don't know if I want you to come and live with me for six months. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be an exciting time. You'll get a little like you say. Then my family and Ali Ash's family. That's what I used to say. But when you have a little one, it's your family. So mm. kind of, it's yeah. a loving thing. But you three will be, or you four if you have twins, whatever. You three become yeah. the, the priority. And then because it, it, before Mia, it was. I had me and my family, Gorka and his family, and that's what was like a bit separated. I think even in marriage, but as soon as you have a little one, you're you're just a family. You're a family. Yeah. Yeah. family. That, that's, Makes I, sense. I don't know that's that, beautifully put. I don't know if that happens with like with your cultures, for example. I think maybe Janet, yes, but for me, I've been always grow up. My mom and dad said to me, We are a family, but my mom always said to me, I know, but the day that you have your own like partner, your wife, and you have your kids. That will become your family. We'll be still in mm. your family, but you made your family. So that has to be mm. your priority and the ones that you have to care about or do the plans with. It's true. Not like think, oh, let's go on Christmas here with my mom, my sister, my brother. It's like, no, your family is 
your partner and your kids. So that's your priority. Yeah. And that was going to be the next, I guess, topic. I mean, Goka, you and I are both somos Latinos. We speak Spanish. We, For us, like coming here to the UK and Aliash as well, being from Slovenia, you know, we've made this transition to make a life in a foreign country and, you know, uh, falling in love with somebody that, you know, is of a completely different culture, completely different kind of backgrounds. I know that for Aliash and I, when we first started dating and our families met for the first time, <laughs> we were like, whoa, this is totally opposite. You come from, Aliash has a small, very tight-knit family. I come from a loud Cuban, huge, 25 cousins kind of family. So how was that for you guys when the families came together and you met each other for the first time? Did you feel any kind of friction because you had such different cultures, even just as a couple coming together? It was nice. I remember we had to, we picked Gorka's parents up from the airport, but Gorka was on tour. So I had to go and pick them up from the airport on my own. His mom and dad don't speak English. So my, uh, my friend Marissa... Her dad, uh, Antonio, is from Spain, and he's still very, very Spanish. He's lived here since he was 20-odd, but he's, he's very much Spain, isn't he, Tony? So I had to ask him to come to the airport with me so it so he could basically greet them at customs. And on the way home driving, <laughs> I just sat in silence and totally in their throats. So I was kind of just sat there knowing they were going to meet Mia for the first time. And they came in the house, and Gorka, you just got back, haven't you, just in time? yeah. yeah. Thank God, because that would have been really awkward. And and my mum and stepdad were there. Oh, what from rehearsals? Yeah, coming yeah. from London from rehearsals. Yeah. But they just they just embraced. They couldn't obviously speak to each other, but they just embraced and then all looked at Mia and then they all started crying because they kind of all knew they were now connected. Mm. Complete four complete strangers were now connected. And then the following morning, they came round for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Your mum and dad stayed over. I'm looking for breakfast, <laughs> and my mum nudged me and she said. This girl, because mum, all right. She said, look at her. And we looked in the garden and she was putting the washing, piling it up on her head, bringing the washing in from the line. And she piled it all up on her head. And I said, I think that's how, how they, they, they do that at home in Spain. And I said, <laughs> she said, I've never seen that like it. She said, we'd throw it straight in a basket. Yeah, and I was like, I know. But, it's <laughs> and it's been such a shame because that was the last time they saw her. They've not seen her since she was five months old and she's going to be two in a few months. 
This is I've never seen anything anything like it. <laughs> and what about for you, Gorka? I mean, obviously, they, you've come into this country. You know, the language is a different language. Uh, you've met, you've now you know engaged to Gemma and like joining her family, joining kind of the English culture. How have you found it? Well, uh, I remember the first family dinner because obviously. I come from, my family is not too big, like Christmas, we were maybe my parents, my brother, my grandparents, so it's not like a big, big family. And then I came here to Gemma's family, and we were like 16 people, 17 people in Christmas, you know what I mean? Eating in every, 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 everywhere you look, it's people screaming, but not screaming, but like talking, like the kids are on the big table, then the family games all the way around. And I never used to do that. We used to like sit with the family, maybe play some Spanish like songs, Christmas songs with the guitar and then go bed. So it we was quite like, <laughs> for me, I remember when Gemma said to me, oh, my family is coming. So I thought it was Gemma's mom, the sister. No, it was like a football team all through. Literally. And I was like, wow. And it's like, not one hour. They arrive at home at like 12 and they leave at 11 in the night. So it's a full on day. <laughs> you know, you are like... I'm exhausted. I haven't done anything. Just been like listening to people. We have exactly the same thing the other way around because it's whenever I go. I remember the first time going to Miami and um, it was someone's birthday. I can't, can't remember now whose birthday, but it wasn't like, you know, a 30th or a 40th or a 50th. Cousins. It was like, you know, <laughs> a 12th birthday of someone, you know, it's, you have a birthday every year. So it's nothing special. And uh, about 100 people turned up <laughs> and it's in this, it's in, it's in, it's in Marara's house. And I didn't, I didn't know that there, that there is, exists a family tree of that size. And then the funniest thing is, I mean, I hope, I hope not many are listening to this, that the names are very similar as well. So for someone, you know, there's only that many Spanish names that go around. And uh, so it's very confusing. There was that, you and remember the cruise ship story where they like knew, that was the first time you kind of met the family. Where the cruise ship, I mean, there was, yes. I mean, the, the cruise ship story is, is one of those stories that we turned up to Miami on a day before uh, the cruise left the port in Miami, if that makes sense. And uh, my case didn't arrive to the airport with me. So I was without any, any clothes for the cruise. So we had to go a night before to your, your, your cousin that I've never met. Never I've met never him. met to ask to borrow some clothes. <laughs> But and, now, the funniest uh, bit is that, you know, Cubans, we're not very tall in general. No, we're not Latino. at all. So it was to find which cousin is the size of Aliash. <laughs> and we realized that no one is. <laughs> and we realized that no one is. So I basically went on a cruise. We, you know, he was so kindly. He Baby. kindly gave me, Billy, a couple of T-shirts and a couple of shorts. So now I end up being on that cruise in this every single photo. I look exactly the same. Dinner, breakfast, lunch. <laughs> Why is Alias wearing always shorts? He was wearing like probably like long chinos, but because they were too yeah. short for him, he looked like trousers. But shorts. in a way, thank God you have so many cousins, because if not, I wouldn't be able to find you any t-shirts. Thank God. You had <laughs> options. That happened to us remembering this Christmas, when it was the first Christmas we went with Mia. Mm. So we went, uh, my dad called me, what are you guys doing? Because uh, my cousin wants to meet Mia. So I was like, okay. So I said to Gemma, my cousin wants to meet me. Let's go to meet my parents. So we went to this little like Spanish tavern. And it was the whole tavern yeah, full, full of family fun. from my dad. All like around. my dad's cousin, my dad's brother, <laughs> the, my grandma's brother, everyone. Like people that I haven't seen in years there. And everyone was holding me up from one side to the other. And Gemma, in two hours, she was losing like dripping. She was like, 
Coca, Coca, look at me. And me, I was flying from one side to the other. She was like, who is that lady? I was like, I don't know. It must be someone. I don't know. And everyone is screaming so loud. Me, I was like, ah, crying because it was uh, so loud. But it's so nice, I think, for Mia to have this mix of cultures. She's, it's so beautiful to have that. I think for Ali Ash and I, we're, when, when we do have children, I'm excited to have them grow up, hopefully learning to speak Spanish and learning to speak Slovenian and being able to have very, very... I mean, the Slovenian culture is totally opposite to a Cuban culture. Um, so I think it's a great thing for Mia that she's going to have this kind of two, two sides of the world coming together. It's going to give her depth, don't you think? For sure. Definitely. And she's, she's already kind of... She's got a little Spanish feistiness in her, I think. She has. Yeah, she gets very... She's got Gorka's face. You know, the one that we say resting... <laughs> the resting... The resting Gorka face. Resting Gorka face. <laughs> now, you guys are both in the public eye. I, want, oh, I think all of us know how tough and how scrutinizing the, the, the public can be when you put yourselves out there as a couple and now as new parents. And you're very open, especially especially yourself, Gemma. I, I admire you so much because you're so honest and you're so real and you're so genuine with like the things that are happening in your daily life as a new mom and now newly engaged and like so many things that all of us go through, but you're very open and honest about it. Do you find that as a couple, that in itself has become a bit of a compromise to deal with the pressures of everybody having an opinion, everybody having something to say about what you are doing as a couple and as parents? Yeah, I think everyone, there's always going to be, they, they call them like the mum police or the dance police or the work police. There's always going to be someone who doesn't agree with what you do or how you raise your child or how you work at your relationship. Like the people message saying, there's no way my partner would have left me with my daughter at three days old. Well, that's fine for you and your partner, but that's, you know, what works for us won't work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do always get that. But Gorka's kind of chilled me out so much with it because I used to get stuff online and rather than ignore it, I used to go in. I'd be like, don't don't say stuff that you don't know. And I'd, I'd sit there and type back. And he used to say to me, what are you doing? He's like, this person doesn't know you. You don't know them. Why? If they, if they took the time out to message you, it says more about them than you. Just forget about it. And it from that since then, I've just kind of thought, oh yeah, if he doesn't care, Mia's completely unaware. Why am I bothered? It's kind of now. I mean, it still happens now and again. The majority of of followers are so lovely and and you know so kind and stuff. And I always think that's why you follow someone on social. Like I follow people who I feel I can relate to or I enjoy what they post, or they're my friends. Yeah. I wouldn't follow someone who I had the complete opposite opinion to. That's what I find odd, but he's just kind of made me... I just... He's not bothered at all. I just... Look at him, he's like chilling no. in the back of the like, <laughs> I'm like, I could care... Not that I could care less, but like, I just think... I use my social media to share what I love to do, the things that I do on my day with Mia, with Gemma, even for like my family in Spain, who they don't have the chance to spend time here, they can see it. Obviously, I'm very grateful that I have so many followers and people who follow and I can reach to them and maybe they can, I can inspire them or give something that they get motivated or learn or anything, you know what I mean? But I just think why I'm going to get stuck into like any negativity comments, opinions and everything. There is so many opinions out there that... I just, you know, I just decided to take them on board. Not even also all the bad ones, but even when it's there, like, so many good, you know, like, people that's completely opposite. 
just adoring you and everything like that. Neutral, I just have mm. a filter and just appreciate everything. I'm very grateful for all the bad comments and all the good ones. But, you know, I know what I want in life and what I want to be. So I just take opinion from the people that I care of and they care of me. So I think as well he's removed from it a lot because he doesn't, he's not really, because I've grown up in this industry since I was 15, I've been in this industry. It's all I've known. But I mean, when when the, some names are announced on Strictly, go across me. So what did they do? What what was their job? Because he doesn't know British celebs, so to speak, or people in mm. the public eye. But I mean, to be fair, Aliash and I do that still as well. The Google is my best friend. Yeah, at the beginning <laughs> of every series. Part yeah. of as well, when you get like, so Goka, that is your celebrity partner. You get like, so what do you do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I feel like I feel like that's one of the biggest advantages of being a pro from a different country because you treat everyone exactly the same. You 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 don't have this uh, perception of someone, or you're not being scared teaching them, or you're not scared to say something because I feel like you would automatically not do as good of a job. So I feel like we are in a bit of a ad- yeah. advantage. Yeah, I like I like the idea. Like for example, Jamma, when we met you the year that you danced with Aliash, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know who Jamma was. I knew Atkinson exactly was. who Jamma was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only because yeah, I didn't. I just knew she was flawless. Yeah. I just knew that when she walked in the room, I'm like, she is flawless. flawless. She's amazing. But it was so nice to meet you, Jamma, as just Jamma, not Jamma. The public eye, Gemma, not Gemma, the actress, not Gemma that works on radio, not Gemma that works in the fit. I met those that part of you naturally as a human being versus creating my own judgment off of you off something else that might not even be real. Like you said yourselves in social media and press, they can really change things around and create their own perceptions of people that are completely wrong. So in that sense, we do kind of have an advantage that when we meet the celebs that come on the show, we meet them as individuals and as people for who they are. And that's really nice. Yeah. Now, going back a little bit to the fitness thing, Aliash and I honestly look at the two of you and go, wow. How? How? I mean, especially me, because I'm quite a busybody. Aliash is pretty cool with chilling out. He doesn't mind kind of just being at home on the, Thank you. Thank on you the for couch, PS and doing that. that. But I'm the opposite. I have to be busy. I, I can't sit still. So we're polar opposites in that way. So we've compromised in the sense that I give him the time and I, he gives me the time. And then at the end of the day, we kind of come together and we have dinner together. And we like, Especially in lockdown, because it's been so weird not being able to to work so for you guys with your fitness i know you touched on it earlier you work out separately but you also did your fitness plans together because i know you did a lot of programs where you did it as a couple and uh and you created this program that people can do as couples did you find that that was an, a, a joyful process to come back together and do that as a couple again it's kind of we i think the only time we bicker really sometimes over our gym stuff is well i think because goka writes my programs Mm-hmm. And but as a woman, that's after whatever she wants. <laughs> Sometimes he'll walk in and I'm doing an exercise and he'll go, what are you doing? That's, that's not my programme. And I'll say, I know, I've changed it. I've, I'm doing this instead. And he'll go, so why are you asking me to ride it? Why do, yeah. why do you ask me to ride if you're not going? To... And I said, I'm just changing one exercise out of 12. Relax. I just think it's like, it's like maybe it's because I'm a dancer. It's the same thing when we're teaching. You're teaching a celebrity, yeah? And you're teaching the routine. So you know what is the best for them. Trust them. Do you know what I mean? Trust us what we're doing. So if you come to me to ask me, can you write the program for me? I say, yes, I do it. But then trust what I'm doing. Trust the process 
And no, that's, she's not convinced. Follow the choreography, Gemma. Follow the choreography. That's what Alesh, I think, what was the dance we did? I think it might have been the spin one, waltz. Was it the Viennese waltz? And you were, Viennese I, waltz. I remember saying to you, can we do this instead? And you went, <laughs> no. And I said, I said to you, but why? And you said, because it won't fit with the music. And I said, would they change the music? And you're like, <laughs> no, it's a step that you have to learn to fit in. Just do it. And I was like, right, okay. And all the way through, I kept thinking, if we just change this, then you were like, no. It's And in the end, it worked. We are exactly the same, the mm-hmm. two of us. We only ever come to a, not even a fight, to like a, <laughs> a dispute. It's only when we work. It's only when we choreograph. It's only when we are prepping for a tour or whatever it is. And it's only then that something is between us that we both care about, which is in your case is, uh, you know, it's it's the fitness. working out, it's fitness. And with, with us is that when we have to choreograph a dance that we are both really, really excited about, like if it's a good song or if it's a good da- like style, whatever. Goodness me. That's what we Goodness <laughs> me. It's interesting because the, the reason we love dancing together is because we are in love and, you know, we've been together for so long. And so it's there's those moments where you go, this is so nice to be able to do this with my husband. And then there's other moments where I'm like, oh, my God, do you not get it? <laughs> You're not get- I think also for us, especially the height difference is, is, a t- is a tough thing to do. That's why I end up dancing with Gorka a lot in the group numbers on Strictly. We, we partner together a lot on the show. But it, it, that in itself is a compromise to find ways to work together as a couple. So you guys must be doing the same when you do your fitness regimes together. Yeah, I think it's definitely, I mean, I mean, you've, you've had relationships with your ex-dance partners. I had a relationship with a guy I worked on telly with and we were boyfriend and girlfriend on the show and boyfriend and girlfriend in real life. And it was just like, we'd do a day's filming, come home and he'd be here. And I'd be like, you really need to just move away. Like, I've had 12 hours with you in a work environment, trying to be polite and this and that. And now we're home, I want to relax, you're still here. So that for me didn't work. And I guess what, what we were saying, we admire about people like yourself who work together and make it work for so long. Mm. There has mm. to be, even if you're not aware of it, there has to be some level of more so compromise than what you think and patience and tolerance because you are proof that it can work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I just, I think, for example, at the same time, it has to be also difficult for you guys. Like, because I come home, let's say, or when we're all in the bubble, in the rehearsals, if something happened or I know I go in my room and if I want to speak to someone, I speak to her and because she doesn't know what is going on, she can give me the like outside perspective of everything. But for example, if it's something that happened in the room, and let's say it's, it's something with me, and Janet got angry and goes to us like, yeah, but it's my friend and I was there, you know what I mean? Or it's the opposite, you know what I mean? So yeah. kind of like, mm. even if you try to be like the cold perspective from outside, you cannot give it because you are involved in everything. There is always a different angle. I mean, there's always going to be an extra angle to it, but I feel like it's, it's compromise one, but then the second thing is sort of understanding and mm. talking. Communication. It's it's like listening to to your partner or whatever it is. It's just to to hear them out what what their side of the problem is, and then sometimes it's exactly the same as your side of the problem anyway. Yeah. And it's and you sort of have the similar you know uh, issue about it, and all you need to do is just really talk about it. It is. It is. That's tough. what I think in our case, I feel like it normally sort of fixes it. It doesn't does. It? Well, we talk a lot. I mean, we have whenever we do argue or we do bigger about anything. I mean, I can I can chat for hours. Really? <laughs> and Aliash, 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> Alias doesn't. He's he's a little bit more reserved. He's a good listener. I'm a good listener. And, but we do talk a lot, and and Goka and Gemma, you're both absolutely right. Because Alias and I, I think it was about a year or two ago. You know, something happened, and we sat down and we talked. And it was Alias actually that pointed out. He goes, "Do you know what, Jeanette? We've been together, working together." dancing together doing the same job having the same group of friends there's kind of really no escape from what we do for 10 years and we're still in love like we're still happy i still wouldn't trade him for anyone in the world vice versa i hope <laughs> and and that is a testament to how much speaking to each other and communication and compromising and talking things through matters in a relationship. I don't think we would be able to be in the public eye and still be dancing together and still be doing Strictly together and still be doing the things that we do together if we didn't talk about things and if we didn't make those kind of little adjustments in our relationship to make it work for each other. I think as well for you two, what I, what I learned from, from obviously working with Ali Ash but being in the environment with all of you, is that you're both very, there's a there's a level that you both have of professionalism, obviously, because you're both doing your job, but there's also a level of you two are like best mates as well. Like, <laughs> it sounds silly, like, remember that we'd walk into the room and you wouldn't like just go over and hug and kiss each other, you'd high five. And it's kind of like, I was thinking, oh, and I think if you've got a foundation of friendship on top of, you mm. know, then, then it's your relationship, mm. then it's your profession, then it's yeah. this. It all filters down. Yeah. And I remember when I think we were in, in Blackpool and Jeanette, you were with us all dancing and Aliash, you were over the other side with the gawks and all the lads. And there wasn't a case of, I have to be glued to them all the time. It was yeah. like, yeah. you were both doing your own thing, but knowing at the end of Blackpool, you'd both go to bed, wake up with a hangover and go back to work the next day. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's that level yeah. of, of fun, I think. It's important to keep fresh in a relationship, which you mm-hmm. have. Yeah. And how do you, now that you've brought it up, Gemma, how do you guys feel that you've maintained your own individualism as a couple now that you're together and living together and now you have a baby together? How have you found to maintain I'm Gemma and I'm Goka, your own individual selves in this relationship and in this new life together? Well, I think from, from the very beginning, we both were very clear with each other. And like, I think we both said always to each other, we are together, I'm with her, because I want to be with her. Same that she's with me, because she wants to be with me. So it's not like, of like, oh, you know, some people going to law, I need this person, and without this person, I won't be able to live, you know? We both made yeah. the choice of like, I choose to share my life with you, because I love you, we are my best friend and everything. Mm. So that thing of like, she choose to stay with me. It can be maybe tomorrow she choose to not be with me. So at the same time, I, in my head, I always want to her to be feeling that way. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. every day to feel, oh, every day I want to be with him instead of like, oh, I'm sick of him. That makes sense. I think it's, yeah, like, yeah. I think it's how you meet as well. Like my mom always says the same way that they come is the way they go in a lot of cases in relationships. And I was in a really, I was in a good place when I did the show, when I met Gawks. I was single. I had a great job great friends. So I wasn't coming into it thinking, right, I need to find someone now because I'm I'm 33 and I want this and I need, I was just yeah. like, oh, what a buzz, I'm going to be on Strictly. He was in the same, single, dating, whatever, doing what, doing his thing. So I think if you're in a good place when you meet, it's kind of the icing on the cake. If you're looking for a relationship to simply get over someone else or to mend a broken heart or because you can't be on your own, that's when over time cracks start to appear because you're together for the wrong reasons. I feel like if it was meant to be, it was 
it was always gonna meant to be and and you're always gonna make it work you're, you're always gonna get through it you're always gonna push through it whatever it is but you're so right if you start as of being friends and if you start a relationship with conversation rather than something that it's that it's not that might be i don't know physical attraction or whatever else it is mm. you might need to learn that through the relationship well, but if you start with that yeah you started on uh, on on the right <laughs> foot because like Gemma said, like we, Aliash and I were friends for a whole year before we actually started dating. And I think the fact that we were friends and we were like, you know, flirting with each other, but nothing ever really happened. In my head, I was going, no way, this is never going to go. And in my head, I was waiting for a year if she's going to get any taller. That's what I was doing. I was like, is she still going to grow? Well, we were, you're absolutely right. There is an element of friendship and just kind of having your own personal happiness and being happy with you are as an individual so that when you do come together as a couple, you can only make each other grow in a better light and bring out the best in each other. You don't have to lose yourself to be with someone else. I've, so I've told Gorka from day one, he, as long as Tom Hardy's married and happy, he's safe. <laughs> I, I still remember that, Gemma. I still remember that. <laughs> when someone loses their own self to be with someone, it's when the relationship goes in the wrong way. Because then you lose yourself. And then if you know yourself, that person doesn't know with who it is. Do you know what I mean? Because if I stop being me, like say, for example, I'm not, I'm very like wide up like you can say when I'm moody or when I'm happy, when I'm angry. If I change that, let's say to please Gemma, then it won't be me. And if she doesn't like me the way I am, it won't, it's not going to work. Because I could be able, I, I won't be able to hold that for long. You know what I mean? I arrive one point where I said, listen, this is not me. Finish. Yeah. You're so right. You can't expect someone else to make a sacrifice if you don't even know what what you want yourself. Exactly. You don't. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Last question. Gorka finally popped the question mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day. Chuffed about that. Yeah. To the bits. Yeah. Yeah. He's lucky. I said yes, didn't he? Imagine if I said no. <laughs> Tell us quickly. How how did you do it? How, how did it go? Day? How did it go? I had no idea. It was literally on a dog walk. Hence why on the picture I'm in my thermals. But yeah, you just, you've been planning to do it for a while, which I find yeah. quite a blessing. Um, because we'd not really, <laughs> we'd never really spoke about getting married. We'd, we'd, we'd had the conversation, if you were to wear a ring, what would you be? And I'd say, oh, I like this shape, I like this one. But we'd never really put pressure on each other to, it was more other people, you've had a baby, you're not going to get married because you've had a baby. And we were like, no, because finance, you have to pay for a wedding, you have to pay for a baby, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just waiting to see what is going on with the Brexit situation, you know. I have a, <laughs> a way to stay in the country, so I thought, there we go. This makes sense now. <laughs> he was on a dog walk and Norman and Ollie were there. And he was very gentlemanly, did the whole getting down on one knee thing. You got a bit emotional, didn't you? Yeah. I think I swore. I won't say what I said on it. No, you say, like, when I <laughs> when I give you the little, the little box, you were like, have you lost your mind? I said, have That's you lost your mind? What are you, what are you doing? I thought it was a joke. And then and wow. that was it. And we have said um, we're going to hopefully do an engagement party after all this is finished so everyone yeah. can come and we can have a big, big night. Um, Coffee Patron shots, we are in charge of that. Don't worry. Definitely. We are bringing that. Coffee Patron cake. Coffee Patron cake. Oh, Aliash got one for, for his birthday. Which was incredible. <laughs> Oh, that was such a lovely chat with Gemma Gorka. I've missed her accent. <laughs> I've missed her Mancunian accent. 
Yeah, and it's true. Everything they talked about with us today, they were so honest and open. And it, it is important to have compromise in a relationship. And I think they're just as lovely to listen to as well as look at. Look at. I mean, <laughs> you can go and see their workouts. Uh, but what jolly good people. Yeah, they really are. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And we will see you next time for another episode of Twist and Shout, the Ali Ash and Jeanette podcast. That was nice. good. Compromise. That was good. That was good. <laughs>